0: This is a Village Soundcast Network original production. Hi there, welcome to FinCast. This is the official podcast of Finn Atlantic International Film Festival. My name is Wayne Carter, I'm the executive director at Fin.
1: And I'm Emily Orr, I'm one of the programmers here. And this four part podcast series gives you an inside look at Fin 2019.
0: FinCast is produced by the Village Soundcast Network. All right, so mm-hmm. uh, you know, look, we've we've covered off on an awful lot of different territory over the last uh, couple of episodes, and you know, uh, obviously, I mean, the main thing that the main reason people come to the film festival is the films, mm-hmm. you know. And we've talked about a couple of our big galas: we our opening night film, Murmur; our closing night, The Lighthouse; our Friday gala, The Assholes of Theory documentary. You know, but beyond that, in the gala slots, um, I, I'm I'm proud of. A, how many Canadian films oh, there know. are in the gala slots this year <laughs> how many films there are directed by women and you know we 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 generally don't use this as a, a platform but mm-hmm. I'm going to brag a little bit mm-hmm. our program is 48% mm-hmm. women this year Absolutely. Uh, I think we are you know punching above uh, a lot of other film festivals mm-hmm. and you know and, and people say oh well you know is that on purpose no, no women are making great films Exactly, but more importantly they're getting the opportunity Opportunity yeah. to make great films, yeah. which they weren't getting before. Yeah. You know, I mean that that's what's changed. Mm-hmm. Is opportunities changing? We still have a long way to go, but um, you know, uh, I I I think we've we've made some real progress, mm-hmm. and it's very exciting when we can throw numbers like that around on the overall program. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I know certainly one of the galas that um, I, I was fortunate enough to see when I was overseas, and I I, I truly think that this is going to be. Um, I think this is a film that is going to run the gamut, the the gamut this year of awards. I think this is the primary contender for best foreign language feature. Mm. I think people will, you know, think it's going to be Parasite, but I think Portrait of a Lady on Fire is going to be the front runner Mm -hmm. for the Oscar for best foreign language film. I was absolutely enthralled by this movie.
1: This is definitely one that is on my list as oh the first my God. thing
0: I'm it's going to Absolutely see. beautiful. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like a moving painting. Yeah. Okay. And it was directed by a woman mm-hmm. uh, starring two women. Um, takes place in the late 1700s. Um, is the story of a of a woman who is brought to an island to paint a portrait of the young woman who is sort of the uh the young lady of the of the mansion who's about to be married off in an arranged marriage that she's not happy with Mm -hmm. and this other woman is brought in to paint her portrait before she goes on her way and they end up uh, well they end up having an affair Mm -hmm. and there it is one of those films there is virtually no nudity in this film Mm -hmm. there is no sort of graphic sexuality in this film this was one of the hottest <laughs> films I have seen in years. Yeah. The chemistry between these two women in this film is absolutely extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Um people are gonna be talking about Portrait of a Lady on Fire. It's our Friday it's our Friday gala, right? Yep, yeah, absolutely. Friday at nine thirty. Um that will be a sellout. I would yep. I would anticipate if people are thinking about going to that, you may want to grab a ticket early <laughs> uh, because you're going to want to be bragging. I don't think it's going to get a theatrical release until December. Yeah. So you're going to get the chance to brag to all of your friends <laughs> that you saw the most important probably foreign language film of the year at the film festival months before anybody even got a chance to even start hearing about it. Mm-hmm. This is going to be one of those films. Mm-hmm. How about you? What you know? What have you seen in the in the galas and that that you've been particularly moved by?
1: I I'm really excited actually, um, for the, uh, sorry, um, conviction. Conviction we, is another one that we saw as a group together with the programmers. And it's, it's definitely not a light watch. Obviously it's, it's got some really heavy, uh, topics. It's basically about, um, w- the women in the prison system and, and their alter, or like basically what they are subjected to after they are released, uh, it's shot in Dartmouth, right? Shot in Dartmouth, yeah. absolutely, um, by Nancy Ackerman and Ariel Palk and uh, Teresa McInnes. It uh, was also at Hot Dogs this year. It's It's got a lot of really uh, kind of gut-wrenching stories, mm. um, just about what kind of needs to change in the judicial judicial system and what needs to happen after and the support that needs to be had um, that was a big one that was
0: well, we have a lot of heavy going stuff in, yeah. in our, you know <laughs> i mean and, and it's funny i mean these things are cyclical right yep. some years you have a lot of light stuff and yep. comedies and then a lot of years i think i think the world is in very serious times right now and yeah. I, and, I, and i don't think i'm be, i'm not being glib saying that <laughs> i think people are motivated to make films that have heavier meaning and heavier stories because those are the times we're living in i'm amazed at the quality of the french from france oh, film this year you know not only the portrait of a lady on fire I was talking about a little while ago but Grâce à Dieu the new movie by Francois which is our gala on Tuesday at 6.30 Mm -hmm. that is a film about um, the Catholic Church and the abuse Mm -hmm. victims and for people who were asking who asked me about I said look if you've seen Spotlight which won the Oscar a few years Mm -hmm. ago Spotlight was about the media and the media's part in exposing that story Mm -hmm. this film is about victims yeah Um, they use real names these people are playing real people Mm -hmm. Uh, and, uh, I thought the film was unbelievably yeah. powerful. It's really <laughs> remarkable. And then we also have La Belle Époque, mm-hmm. uh, another one from France. Uh, and then, um, uh, you know, we, uh, the the Song of Names is a uh, French director Absolutely. from Quebec, <laughs> yeah. you know, François Girard, uh, but uh, uh, it's an English film. Well, mm-hmm. part of it is actually, part of it is in Hungarian, part of it's in Yiddish, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought that was, again, based on a novel, a sort of a big, epic, sort of uh, heavy scope film about mm-hmm. passage of time and a, viol- a young violin player uh, who's escaping uh, Warsaw in, in the Second World War mm-hmm. and goes to live with a family in London and then... Uh, uh, he becomes friends with the other boy who lives in the family, but then uh, he <laughs> sort of mysteriously disappears, and the guy's looking for him later, it stars Tim Roth and Clive, Clive Owen yep. in the leads. Uh, they're both really, really strong, and I, I think people are going to really dig the Song of Names quite mm-hmm. a bit. It's, again, one of those Canadian films I think is going to probably make the rounds. And, uh, and then also, we've got uh, a couple of really, uh, Ken Loach is back. Mm-hmm. You know, Ken Loach movies are interesting. Um, I'm not sure anybody does real life like Ken Loach. This yeah. one's called Sorry We Missed you mm-hmm. and it's very much about what they call the gig economy in the UK mm-hmm. and it's basically you know a story of a working-class family who have two children and they just work all the time yeah uh, they have no family life they yep. they have part-time jobs because they have to just to make ends exactly, meet yeah. and nobody does working class like Ken Loach does yeah you know I Daniel Blake was you know major major uh won the palm door mm-hmm. went on to be nominated for best picture I think a lot of people saw it at our festival a couple of years ago and mm-hmm. remarked that you know Ken Loach is in his 80s now yeah. and and he, he still has his finger on the pulse of the struggles of, yeah. you know, of, of of the common man, and I don't say that with any, you know, with anything other than that's very much what these films are about. They they don't have movie stars in them. No, the people no, you've never it's seen before. Stories. And they're real people yeah, with real exactly. stories. Yeah. It's, yeah, I, I I thought sorry, mm-hmm. sorry we we missed you, is was really, really strong. Mm-hmm. And then we got the Judy film, which I think is gonna be yeah. for a real specific audience. You know. Absolutely. Renee Zellweger is Judy Garland. She
1: does great. She does a great job. She's
0: been gone for a while, yeah. so this is an interesting. <laughs> (laughs) interesting interesting project for her to sort of come back to be uh, Mm -hmm. playing Judy Garland just based on the trailer. I haven't seen the film, but based on the trailer, she looks like she completely nailed it. Oh,
1: absolutely. Even just down to the, I think there was a line in the last bit of the trailer where she says, um, it didn't work. It was the perfect, the perfect Judy Garland. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And then, you know, sort (laughs) of kind of
0: you know, building off into our features program, which mm-hmm. is, you know, and uh, special presentations. We've got, uh, I, I mean, there's, there's <laughs> 50, 60 films in that breakdown. Yep. You know, um, the stuff, uh, what are some of the things I've seen? I saw uh, I saw Frankie with Isabelle Huppert yeah. when I was in France. And um, wonderful, wonderful small film about a woman who's, um, who's dying of cancer mm-hmm. and she's bringing her family together sort of kind of one last time. Mm-hmm. Some of them don't even know that this is the reason for it happening. Mm-hmm. Um hmm Look, I would I would watch Isabel Hooper read the phone book for two hours <laughs> I on know. camera. Uh, I know. I, you know, I have a major crush on her. I think she's amazing, and yep. she's just she, she's just she's she lights up the screen whenever yeah. she's in a film. She was really wonderful. In Absolutely. It. You know, what have you seen in the features uh, the, and special presentations? I was presentations? just about
1: to say the last full measure. Uh, we had the opportunity to watch that in a big theater when we were screening it, and the cast in this movie is insane. I'm just going to read it off just so I don't forget anyone. But we've got Peter Fonda. Sebastian Stan, Bradley Whitford, Diane Ladd, Samuel L. Jackson, Ed Harris, Christopher Plummer, William Hurt, John Savage. Wow. It was just, it was a stacked cast. Uh, I thought it was really well done. I thought it was really interesting. Um, we haven't seen a lot of films about the Vietnam War in, in quite a while. So it was it was nice to kind of bring that back. Mm. Uh, I think it's 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 going to be an exciting one to see in the theaters for sure. Great, uh, yeah, yeah, with the sound design everything is 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 really
0: solid. I I I loved Parasite. The, yes. the Palme d'Or winner. Yes. Yeah, I saw I saw that at Ken, and um yes. you know that's one of those films that this is uh Bong Joon-ho's new film mm-hmm. and um I think this is the other probably major contender for Best Foreign Language yeah, Film I agree. Oscar. Um it It's a very, very hard movie to describe and it's a film I wouldn't want to tell people too much about Mm -hmm. because one of the things I enjoyed the most about it was experiencing it and finding out where the story was going as it happened. Mm -hmm. I would not have wanted to know a whole lot about this. All I will say about it is it is unbelievably biting social commentary yeah. under the sort of guise of comedy that becomes very, very black comedy. Mm-hmm. It just becomes mm-hmm. very dark and very black. Um, I thought the performances were incredible. And again, there is something about the films that Bong Joon-ho makes. Octa, yeah, look, exactly. his, his, <laughs> his, his, his mind goes in places that I think, how did he ever think yeah. of taking it there? <laughs> I Absolutely. would never have anticipated the story was going to go. And boy, if that was ever the case, Parasite is yeah. one of those films that the film that you think it's going to be in no way, shape or form turns out to be it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's as I said, it's dark. It is unbelievably funny in mm-hmm. all the wrong ways. Uh, and it's, <laughs> it is a very interesting statement about today's world of have and have nots. Mm-hmm. Um, there is buried in there somewhere, I think a real comment about the current situation in Korea. Yeah. Because he's a South Korean director mm-hmm. um, and when you are when you come from a country like South Korea everything that you make is going to have um, a political tone it has to mm-hmm. I think this one's very intentional um, I think people are gonna be blown away yeah. by Parasite. yeah it's 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 really terrific Um, And then we got, you know, we have the return of a couple of really cool programs this year. Beyond Mm -hmm. that, the Restored program is coming back. Mm -hmm. Um, You're an Agnes Varda Varda fan? Absolutely. Absolutely. You saw the doc? I
1: did. We saw her final doc, Varda by Agnes. And that was another one where there's so many, there's so many, as you were talking about Discovery earlier, there were so many Agnes Varda films that I have not seen. And one of them specifically is, uh, I didn't realize that there was one with Robert De Niro and I'm blanking on her name as well. But basically, he speaks French in it for yes. a, a time, for a bit. Um, where they're on Catherine a boat, Catherine Duneuf yeah. Thank you. Uh, and I've never seen, I've never seen it before. And I was like, this is incredible. I would love to just because he 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 does it well. He he pulls it off. But it's it's Robert De Niro speaking French. So it's it's as much as you expect. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I she's she's such a a captivating uh, artist and. And I, I love it. Well, I, think, <laughs> I'm really I think it's exciting. really cool that we're showing yeah. the
0: documentary and then the Restored program exactly. is actually going to show four of her most... noteworthy films that have all gone through a 4K restoration. Mm -hmm. They're all in the afternoon, if I'm not mistaken. And then uh, Agnes by Varda, which is the the documentary that, and I guess, you know, for clarity, this is a film she made Mm -hmm. about her own career uh, and her own life, knowing full well that she was in probably the last year of her life. She took it to Berlin. Mm -hmm. She was there for the premiere in Berlin. And a lot of people said, how come it wasn't held for Cannes? Mm-hmm. That's because she passed away before Cannes mm-hmm. happened. So she wasn't around for the Cannes Film Festival. She knew when she took this film to Berlin in February that this was going to be not only her last film, her last film festival, her last red carpet, her last press, her last mm-hmm. everything. And um, I, as I was watching it... Um, I, I have to say, I was moved in a yeah. very, very deep way. She was absolutely. an absolutely uh, captivating person yeah. in so many different yeah. ways, and the true essence of an artist—not just a filmmaker—she was an artist. Yeah, and she's—you know—every time, every once in a while, you see somebody, and we're back to that celebrity conversation we had, mm-hmm. I think, in the first episode. But there are certain people that you just go oh, I would love to have met that person. I would love to have been able to spend just two hours having, uh, and I'm not going to say a cup of tea, screw that, (laughs) having a drink, something really good and strong, and having a laugh with a woman who seemed like was maybe one of the most charming people that's ever graced graced the planet. Like she just just (laughs) seemed incredible. Yeah. You know, so for for listeners who don't know anything about Agnes Varda, this year at the Film Festival, not only can you see an incredible documentary by her about her, Mm -hmm. you can see four of her most important films shown on the big screen which quite frankly just doesn't happen Absolutely, anymore. The yeah. opportunity to see these films, you know, in 4K on a big screen, yeah. you know, these 4K restorations, um yeah, that 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 matters. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 as we we talk about smaller programs in the festival, you know, we're also bringing back extreme this year. Mm-hmm. And you know, for those people who know me on a personal <laughs> level, you know, I'm all about the extreme program. Uh, this, you I know, people it. people say to me, so what kind of movies do you like? And I say, think of the most messy up, screwed up, weird, horrifyingly violent, nasty, mean film you've ever seen. That may be one of my favorites because that's just what I'm drawn to. And last year, you know, so the extreme program really goes back two years. Mm -hmm. Two years ago, we showed the 4K restoration of Suspiria, Dario Argento's 77, uh, what I'll call concerto of violence (laughs) and craziness. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, and the film was sold out, the theater, Mm -hmm. we ended up having to take it into a second cinema. We had so Mm -hmm. many people and the audience that showed up i look i'm being candid it's true. we're not the usual film festival audience mm-hmm. we see and we were like oh so you know there's a whole sort of another audience out there that obviously wants to see this kind of stuff mm-hmm. so last year when i was going to film festivals i started looking up looking for the most messed up crazy <laughs> yeah. so, so last year you know we had gasper noe and we had lars oh, von and we had uh panos Cosmatos yeah. and nicholas cage <laughs> so that was last year mm-hmm. so I, look, I won't lie. The response was really strong. And so now I thought, oh, dear. Now I have to come <laughs> up with something. And I'm not going to say something better mm-hmm. because I don't think they're necessarily better. Mm-hmm. They're different.
1: Yes, exactly. So,
0: my, you know, the extreme program this year is just as out there, just as uh, cutting edge <laughs> and, and uh, not... Everyday kind of movies, as, mm-hmm. you've, as and you'd I imagine. Take your mom yeah, but Monday night we're showing a film called uh, Baccarat, mm-hmm. which is a film from South America. And um, let's just say it has to do with rich white game hunters mm-hmm. that go to this little village that um, all of the powers that be has wiped off the map as though it never existed. And you can kind of guess what they're going there to do. Mm -hmm. I think in my intro at at the launch, I said it's a riff on the most dangerous game. If you've ever seen The Most Dangerous Game, it's a film from, I think, the 30s where basically a guy goes to an island to shoot another guy. Mm -hmm. Well, um, that, Baccarat is a little bit of a riff on that, but it's got UFOs in it and ghosts and it's got my, (laughs) if you like the films that I like, one of the big stars, and he was at the festival a couple of years ago because he was shooting (laughs) some stupid Beethoven movie the, the South Shore, Udo Kier is yes. the god of messed up cinema and Udo Kier is in Baccarat. So, hey, what yeah. more can you want? And it does kind of riff a little bit on, on John Carpenter. So mm-hmm. so th- that one's on Monday. Um, on Wednesday, we've just added Deerskin, mm-hmm. which is a French film. I'm excited for this by uh, Quentin <laughs> DePew, who's the guy who did Rubber a few years ago that's the movie about the killer yeah, Tyre oh, I remember, yeah, I well, remember now he's got a new film with uh, with <laughs> Jean Desjardins, the yeah. guy from The Artist and you look, every 50 year old woman who has the hots for Jean Desjardins oh, that yeah. finds their way into the cinema to watch this are going to be horrified because oh, no. he plays this uh, mid-40s guy who's in some kind of a midlife crisis and seemingly what's going to fix everything is a deerskin jacket and he ends up scoring this deerskin skin jacket complete with the fringes and whatnot yeah. but then he's decided that he's the only person who can wear jackets anymore <laughs> so he starts killing people for wearing jackets oh. uh, it's it is messed up it's Funny. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Um it, it it delivers everything that extreme movies are supposed to.
1: <laughs> it also yeah. I believe it has Adele Hena which uh one she's of the lead in She's two other films. Yeah, exactly. Important yes. fire She's
0: one of the leads yeah. in that one. Yes. <laughs> and then on Tuesday, we have uh my favorite film I've seen so far this year. Mm-hmm. I saw it in Berlin in February. It's called Monos. It's by a director named Alejandro Landis and it's from uh it's from Brazil. No, not from Brazil. It's from Colombia. Yes. And it was shot in the mountains in Colombia. Mm -hmm. And uh, all I will say is it involves child soldiers. Um, And you don't know that at the beginning, but it's not really taking anything away because it's sort of becomes obvious within about 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And all I'll say is imagine Apocalypse Now meets Lord (laughs) of the Flies. Um, And one of the things that resonated the most, not only is the film just epic in its beauty, Mm -hmm. it's, it's gorgeously sought despite all the horrible things that are happening yeah. It is gorgeous to look at the soundtrack, and I'm going to do. I'm I'm putting on my music geek hat. The soundtrack <laughs> is by a young woman from the UK named Micah Levi, mm-hmm. who just recently has gone into film scoring. She did Under the Skin, oh, my nice. my favorite film of the last nice. ten years by Scarlett jo- with Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, and then she did the Jackie film with uh, Natalie Portman. Oh, right. She did that score? Right. Well, she was brought in to score Monos, and apparently she scored it from the script. She didn't score it from the film, which I find really intriguing. But um, the score of this movie is absolutely... It's just mind-blowing. It's so great. It is a (sighs) character. That
1: makes it. It's a character
0: in this film. And I know it's going to be released on vinyl by Jeff Barrow from Portishead. He has a record label called Invader UK. That's so in a a rabbit hole, but... I'm really into Manos. This is a film I really dig a lot. I'm very excited to have it as part of the extreme program this year. I think audiences are going to be blown away by how good it is. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, we're we're pretty well sort of at the end. I think we've covered off on kind of a whole lot of what's going on at the festival. Mm -hmm. Um, Hopefully to the listeners, they've gotten a sense of not only what we're showing, but sort of the inner workings of what goes on at the festival. You know, um, I'd be remiss if I didn't shout out to uh, yourself, Emily, and the rest of the team at the Mm -hmm. festival. Uh, It's a small group of people. we put on an enormous event uh, everybody uh, just delivers 110% from mm-hmm. uh, january through december making it happen so a big thank you to them uh, and a big thank you to the listeners for listening i hope you've enjoyed uh, i hope mm-hmm. you've enjoyed it anything yeah. finally you'd like to say or? i
1: just i'm excited to see everybody yeah. <laughs> exactly audiences
0: in seats are yeah, what make exactly. this all worthwhile <laughs> so if you're listening go online to mm-hmm. finfestival.ca or go find one of our printed programs find some movies to go see come to the film festival we're a not-for-profit charitable organization we so much appreciate the support and honestly the programming team have put together an incredible festival this year it's yours to discover (laughs) so discovery is what it's all about thank you so much for listening thank you We hope you've enjoyed FinCast 2019, these four episodes that gave you sort of a deep dive into what happens at Finn Atlantic International Film Festival and also all of the great films that are playing this year. I'm Wayne Carter, the executive director at FINN.
1: I'm Emily Orr. i one of the programmers here at FINN.
0: If you'd like to know more about what's happening, and obviously buy tickets and check out the schedule, please go to FinFestival.ca. Uh, these podcasts were produced by our friends at the Village Soundcast Network, and the dates for this year's festival are September 12th to the 19th. See you at the movies. This was a Village Soundcast Network original production.